welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. And welcome back to A Quarter Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today we are recording episode six of season seven, and this season is entitled Ardens and Weirens, or Burning It Flourishing, part two. And today we are planning to discuss um, prayer and the life in the spirit. We've been discussing spiritual disciplines, so that's that's our topic for the day. Yes. So... I, sometimes I look at it my, the order. Why did I do this? Like maybe prayer and life of the spirit should have been like episode four or something or three. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. So we we want to talk about prayer. So we're going to have two two sessions on prayer. So today and um, mm-hmm. the, and then the next episode will be on specific kinds of prayer, mm-hmm. um, particularly um, supplication and um, intercession. So this. When I say prayer and life of the spirit, I, I want I want us to think of like the ordinary life of a person who's been saved. Like mm-hmm. we we live um in, in this world with the spirit living in us. So there's this you know life. Like Jesus came that we might have life and life have it to the full. Yeah, and that life is because we're connected to the Creator through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And and so. Prayer is this this continual communion that we're having with God, mm-hmm. and so that's what I want to talk about yeah. today, and and how I want to introduce prayer. Um, let Let's start with just um, this this interesting thing to, um, was the uh, Westminster Larger Confession, question one fifty four. Um. What are the outward means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of his mediation? The outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicates to his church the benefits of his mediation are all his ordinances, especially the word, sacraments, and prayer, all which are made effectual to the elect for their salvation. Okay, so earlier in the season we had talked about primarily word and sacrament. Yep. And then I said, well, put off prayer, right? So the effectual means of salvation are the word, sacraments, and prayer. And and I've been emphasizing the word, you know, the word spoken um, in in reading scripture, uh, in um, it being preached to us, the the word in um, 
and the visible signs of the sacrament. You know, we receive, you know, the, the word of God through that. And, and then there's this other part, prayer, this third part. So, mm-hmm. um, so this becomes important. How is, so prayer is made effectual to the elect for their salvation. Now, we've also distinguished salvation. Most, I grew up as an evangelical Christian, think, confusing justification and salvation. Uh-huh. That justification equals salvation, salvation equals justification. Rather than understanding that there are three aspects of our salvation, mm-hmm. justification being one that brings us in to salvation, that, which would say, I was saved, you know, when I was five years old or whatever. Yep. Um, then there's being saved, and that's the idea of sanctification. There's this process by which God is conforming us to the image of his son. Yep. So. And then there's, I will be saved. And that is, um, when Christ returns or we die in Christ, when we see him, we are glorified. That is, we become like him mm-hmm. in that moment, that twinkling of an eye, you know, that's, we're changed. Um, so there's those three aspects of what fall under the umbrella of salvation. Mm-hmm. So when it's talking about, um, the effects it's made effectual for the elect for their salvation. Um, we don't do anything to justify ourselves. Correct. There's right. There's, there's nothing that we can add to make it. It's just, God does this. Yep. He chooses us. He, he gives us his grace. He gives us faith that we might receive it and, and bones. That faith he gave that justifies is also the same faith that will actively receive his word um, and and sanctify us. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this idea of uh, spiritual disciplines as those things that help prepare us for the receiving of his word. uh, You know, to attend to it and also to in in the idea of receiving it. Uh All right, prayer. That is a means, and it's also a discipline. So it, it is a, it's like the, the crucial thing. So even when we talked about last episode about fasting and, and abstinence, abstinence is a subcategory of, of fasting and how we defined it. Um, we, we understand that prayer was a, a big factor of it. Yeah. It, it's not just that fasting is going without food. It's going without food in that context of prayer yep, or going without any, you know, something else. Other things. Yep. All right. So big question then is what is prayer? Let's go back to the shorter catechism. Um, question 98. Allison, what is prayer? Prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God or things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ with the confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of his mercies. Excellent. So we, we see, uh, I mean, it's a great divi- definition. It's so, so good. Yeah. So a prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God. And, and this is something that we all ought to do, uh-huh. offer our desires up, up to God, um, for things agreeable to his will. So I, I, can't be praying to God for sinful things. 
Like I want to, I want to rob this store. Oh God, help me to be successful in my thievery. Right. Right. That's, <laughs> that's it, not how it's supposed to work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't, I didn't study at all for the test. Oh God, help me to do good on this test. Not, yeah. That's not really. Right. Uh, what lesson is that going to, you know, yeah. you, you might say, help me to do the best of my ability. That that's a, that's agreeable to his will probably, but that, that, that you, might be a, it's, yeah. you, you're not, you, yeah, you're not using God to cheat and do bad things. Right. So, so we want to pray, offer up our desires to God for the things that are agreeable to his will in the name of Christ. So it has to be in conformity to his will. Uh, in conformity to that name of Christ. Yep. Um, now, there there are a couple things here. One is, there are a lot of times where we're not sure. I don't know if this is something that God would want for me or yep. will for me. That's why you pray, people. Like this is this is why you pray. Yeah. I don't. I, there, you know, um, whatever decision it is that's going on in your life, whether I should. Go this way or that, right? This job opportunity or this, you know, curriculum we want to have for our kids or this, whatever it might be, there's yeah. decisions to be made. By all means, offer these things up and pray to God and trust that he'll guide you. Yeah. Right? And in one of my life's verse, and trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct you or make yeah. your path straight. So this this idea of prayer, offering up our desires unto God, is how we acknowledge Him in all our ways, and then trust that He is guiding you. Right. Right. My dad would always say to me, Ron, because I'd ask him about stuff like this. He said, Ron, it is you. You can't steer a a parked car. It's got to be moving, and you and that's yeah. how the steering. In the same way, you 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 think about it. You think this is what you you ought to do. You pray about it. You trust the Lord, and then you move, and He steers. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden, the road you're going to is closed and has that detour sign. That's God. Yeah. He said, "Just trust Him." Like I think for for a lot of people, we're so fearful we're going to do something. Like, that's not God's will. Like I made the wrong choice. Yeah. Well, no, if you've offered it up to him, uh, trust him. Right. And pursue and know that he's not going to let you fall off. Right. Right. It's not, in other words, the Christian life isn't, um, God putting us on a path and then, um, you know, standing over us to watch when we fall to, for him to scold us or something. Yeah. It's like he's literally guiding us. Yes. Or he's not standing in the corner with his arms crossed, just waiting for us to yes. make mistakes. No, his his intent is to help us. He's our the Lord is our help. Mm-hmm. I think we sing about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so if you're unsure, pray. Pray. And it could be about anything. It could be about little things. You know, we used to, um, when I pastored, it was a smaller congregation. And so um, we'd have the, during the pastoral prayer time, I sometimes would um, ask, right? So throughout the week, I'd 
I'd have a list of what's going on in the congregation, what to pray about. And then um, we had a mechanism by which people can ask for prayer. Um, and then sometimes I just go, um, I'd, I'd talk about a few of the things before I go into prayer. And sometimes I go, does anyone else have a prayer request? And often this one kid would raise his hand and want me to pray for his dog. And then people got upset at a council meeting, um, no, for, uh, which is two Presbyterians. Um, the rest of the world often calls them council meetings or something instead of, or board meetings rather than session meetings. I like Presbyterian. I like session sounds better, but at a council meeting and, and having that concern, like pastor, maybe you shouldn't ask for, cause he keeps asking prayer for this dog. And I, and I go, so, so like, why wouldn't God be concerned with his dog? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think of Elijah, the, 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 the prophets, uh, the school prophets, they were doing something and, and a guy's ax head fell into the river and it's like, you know what? Elijah prays and the ax head floated. <laughs> it's a stupid ax head. You know, it's important. I get it. It's a tool. It's expensive probably because, you know, iron, I, I don't know, it might've been made of stone. I don't know. But God did a whole miracle just to get this guy's ax head back. Right. Why wouldn't he care about a dog that's a living being? Right. You know, it's, it's so, so the idea is lift up these desires unto God. Um, don't, don't get too bent out of shape of like determining, well, is this too small to bring up to God or too big? Don't do that. Just pray. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. I mean, it's just, and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, for things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ, um, with confession of our sins, which is another way we should be praying and we should always confess our sins. Yep. And then, and, and thankful acknowledgement of his, like the thing that should characterize a Christian is, is our gratitude. Um, in fact, l l look at first Thessalonians chapter five. Um, verses 16 through 18. Like, so this whole section of passage in First Thessalonians 5 is great, great instruction for the church, for individual Christians. I, and so I'm specifically just doing 16 through 18 because it deals with prayer. Mm -hmm. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I can't tell you how many times as an elder, as a pastor, whatever, ask people, what is God's will for my life? What is it? Well, I know they're thinking specific things. I go, well, are you rejoicing always? Are you praying without ceasing? Are you giving thanks for all your circumstances, including this one that you're in right now? Because that's the will for Yeah. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm -hmm. So if we were pursuing the will of God, we would be joyful, prayerful, thankful people. Mm -hmm. That would characterize the, the whole world would go, wow, those people are peculiar, are peculiar. There are peculiar people. Yeah. Why in the world do they have that much joy? Don't they know how horrible life is right now? Yeah. Why are they praying? Hasn't God abandoned them? <laughs> you know, why are they so thankful? 
for everything, even the bad stuff. Well, because we know what God's will is. And it's a great life, right? When, when, when we do this. So, um, so the, this, this idea of uh, confessing our sins and thankful acknowledgement of all his mercies, like this is what we do folks as Christians. Mm-hmm. And, the, and this is what life in the spirit is. Yeah. It's rejoicing always. What are we rejoicing in? Well, the mercies of God. Pray without ceasing. Why? Because God's our father and he's, and he's, he wants to hear our prayers. He wants to commune with us. He wants that relationship. And that relationship is manifest primarily through the, this communication of prayer. Right. Um, give thanks in all circumstances and that. So being thankful for all these things and understanding this, we, as I just said, we trust in him with all our heart. We, we acknowledge him in all we do. Like we're bringing up these desires to God, uh, continually, um, pursuing his will and he, he directs our path. So, um, you know, we talked about this in the last episode of fasting. So something's going on. We're going to give up something that's part of our routine. And, the, and this, this is a personal thing and God sees it and understands it. We are feeling it. Um, it's, it's, it's our circumstance and how we are depriving ourselves from good things. It makes our physical bodies and, and nat- you know, our whole nature feel it. Right. And, and it can grow, can grow with them. And I had mentioned that sometimes that if we've done that and then there's a no, mm-hmm. healing doesn't happen or you don't get that job that you desperately needed. What we understand by that is not that God has abandoned us. He's answered our prayer. Right. So this circumstance is in God's hands. God knows what he's doing and, and it will be. And as long as we understand that, we understand that, that here it's good. Yeah. Right. Now I, I have been around the planet doing things long enough to have been, um, experienced both great times and also just awful things, like awful things, um, betrayal, losing jobs, what, what, whatever, like yeah, very painful, hurtful things. And it, it is, um, it is a, a an area where I sometimes I have fallen right in. Um, I'm a very loyal person, and loyalty is a big thing. And then when I feel when I've been betrayed, like that was just anxious, you know, difficult. Yeah, and I, and I didn't handle it very well. I just remembered like this is this is I did poorly in this, mm-hmm. and but then it what it's done though is that experience has made me understand one more of what Christ went for through for me. Yeah. And how much my own betrayal of him, what that's like. Yeah. Mm. Right. I, 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 mine didn't come up to the point of death. Mine was just simply my ego. My ego is bruised by that. Right. Wow. Big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's also then made me understand as, as God takes me out of that circumstance into another, it's like, Oh, one time my wife goes, yeah, if that didn't happen, you'd still be sitting there doing the same thing, frustrated all of your life. 
and now look what you get to do. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like God, God knows better than me. Yeah. Like, why am I so upset with my will? Yeah. When God's will is way better. Yeah. Right. So we go through circumstance. We go through, my, my wife's just tumor, stupid tumor. Right. You know, it's. Yeah. And it's like, why? And then we kind of go, oh, yeah, God. It's God. Like God knows what he's doing. God's going to, we're learning things from God that evidently we wouldn't learn. Another way. Another way. Or it's for the purpose of other people. Right. Like we get that because it's, because we, we've been around the block enough. We've failed enough that we down, we get it. Yeah. Right. And that was, I remember Wendy talking when the, when the tumor came back, um, it's like, all right, God, I guess there's something that we haven't learned. <laughs> like what's, and, and then it was like, well, maybe it's just to be an example. I, you, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's part of the deal. Like, okay. So God has chosen you to be an example and it's going to include suffering. All right. So give thanks for that. Right. Re- Rejoice in it. Yeah. You know, it's like, he's counted us worthy. Like this is good. Yeah. And, and so this is what it means by life in the spirit is, is a life of prayer that we pray without ceasing and everything we're doing, we're acknowledging him mm-hmm. and we're, we're rejoicing in him. We're, we're praying for others. We're praying for ourselves. We're, we're offering up our desires to God on a, a continually and, and giving thanks and everything. Um, there was a, a popular writer back in the 1990s, um, Marva Dawn. She was a Lutheran theologian, um, not a pastor. I just want to make that clear. She's a theologian. She's great. Um, so she she wrote her fame, most famous book, I think, was um, Reaching Out Without Dumbing Down. And she was just writing against a, a, a great tirade, which was, uh, my heart loved it, um, on a lot of the trite music that was being written and how um, we had just lost our minds, you know, because she was pointing out all sorts of things about how music used to be made. Yeah. Right. And, and it had meaning and the music fit the words. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. And then she was talking about how it, music was training us to Thank you. Like, you know, he, she went on and on about, uh, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, how majestic is, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, how majestic is your name? And she asked, does that reflect majesty? No, it doesn't. It makes majestic as being some trite word. Yeah. And, and anyway, so, all right. Interesting. (laughs) All that, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. She had, she talked about, um, in one of her books about, uh, prayer about um a habit that um in in the Jewish community of um of giving thanks or blessing God for and to do a hundred of them a day. Yeah. Right? Just and how she attempted this and how it just changes your whole um attitude about everything. Yeah. So it's so easy for us to be cynical. It's so easy for us to be critical, to think somehow life isn't great. I mean, it, but if, if we take time to just give thanks, like she, she talks about one time, like, um, she had eggs for breakfast and she, she grabbed the salt and how much, 
better it tasted with salt on it. Yeah. And to just stop and give thanks to God for salt. Yep. Like in all throughout the day, just giving thanks for these things and how it just changes your attitude. Yeah. It gives you the eyes to see how much mercy and grace there is in your day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like it gives you renewed thankfulness for other things when you start to practice thankfulness. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That somehow our happiness is relies on people's opinion of us or of, I don't know, of other people having worse lives than us. I don't know. It's yeah. stupid. We, yeah. we live in a very shallow age, but just that idea of giving thanks in all circumstances, like all times, mm-hmm. pray without ceasing and make a lot of it being thankful. Yeah. Um, I think one time she, she had talked about um, a ratio between like, you know, how many thanks bef- um, to one ask, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like make that the balance, like overwhelming, the overwhelming part of your prayer life is thankfulness. Yeah. And then a smaller part is um, asking for things, mm-hmm. supplication. And of course, the second biggest is, is confession. Like, like worry about thanking God for all that his, all his benefits to us and then confessing our own faults. And then the, then the last part of it, the, the, the smallest part is asking for whatever, whatever time you have left, whatever time you have left. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm just thankful all the time for all the things he's given and they realize, man, I'm a shallow guy, you know, God forgive me for this sin or this lack of trust or whatever it might be. And then whatever at time you have left. Oh yeah. And by the, uh, way. by the way, God, we could use this. Or it's, yeah. It's a, just a different, different thing. So again, this is what, this is what would mold us. So again, we, and if you've listened to our podcast long enough, you understand that we're really big on the, the idea of ordinary things. Right. And so none of this is, this isn't, um, Alice and I were talking about how I, I had um, Richard Foster, I think, is probably the most famous guy on spiritual disciplines. Yeah. He wrote Celebration of Discipline like many, many moons ago, decades ago. Um, but when I was an undergrad, um, he started teaching classes at uh, Azusa Pacific, and, and um, I took your graduate school there as well. And I took um, a couple of his classes, and the, the sense I got from it was um, – the spiritual disciplines were a way in which we could become kind of super Christians. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, f- I felt like there were a lot of people just trying to chase after some sort of spiritual high, that that was the purpose of the class. And that the goal then was to kind of rest into, in this spiritual high, that that somehow was the Christian life. And it's, and ladies and gentlemen, that's a lie. It's a bunk. That's dumb. It's don't, don't pursue a spiritual high. God has given you ordinary vocations mm-hmm. and will do extraordinary things through you mm-hmm. in your ordinary life. Trust in the ordinary means of grace. And these spiritual disciplines are simply habits that help us um, receive and, and um, to, to uh, um, receive and, and um, practice, I guess with the word. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's, and it's ordinary going through your day, Thanking God for your circumstances. That's ordinary. <laughs> they, I, I, the, the, thanking God for salt, for pepper, for 
um, sriracha uh, <laughs> chili sauce. That's yeah. that's probably one of my son's favorite thing in the world. Um, just simple things, the things that he's given you and, and recognize these things as gifts and good things that God, our father gives to us and, and, um, and to confess our faults and, and just believe that we're forgiven. And, and that's another cause to rejoice uh, always. And, and this is how a Christian life is lived and it's a good life. It's a wonderful life. It's an amazing life. And, and people will notice when you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, imagine your church filled with joyful, prayerful, prayerful, thankful people. Um, That would be God's will for the church. Yep. So may it be so. Yeah. (laughs) Till next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. 